Hi, hi! It's Live, Love, Laugh with me, Lexi Carducci, coming up on today's show. I'm talking quarantini bikinis, quarantini martinis, that classic drink that's got everyone going in lockdown. I'm going to be telling you how to make it. And quarantine property. I'm going to be talking to two local London estate agents about the property market being back up and running. Plus that Boots Best Buy from number seven that's got 99,000 people already signed up to it. But what is it claiming to do? Stay right there. I will tell you. Let's start with some celebrity gossip then and see what's been going on this week. So, probably the biggest story this week is that Forbes have accused Kylie Jenner of spinning a web of lies, quote, <laughs> and they've stripped her of her billionaire status. Now, that's quite mad, isn't it? Shocking, because it was only a couple of years ago that everybody was talking about Kylie Jenner being the, well, the world's youngest billionaire. Uh, and that was kind of... Um, yeah, donned by Forbes. And now they've removed this billionaire status. Very interesting. Um, last week, I spoke a lot about the Little Mix girls and their lockdown dating dilemmas. Uh, but this week, Leanne Pinnock has revealed she's actually got engaged to her partner, Andre Gray. How exciting. Uh, Little Mix girls slowly uh, going from single to married, aren't they? Uh, Celebrity Gogglebox starts tomorrow night. So exciting. It features Joe Swash and Stacey Solomon. Denise Van Outen, Laura Whitmore and Ian Sterling. I feel like they're going to be hilarious, particularly Ian. Brilliant. Harry and Sandra Redknapp, Olympic boxing champ Nicola Adams and her partner Ella Baig, and Nick Grimshaw and his niece Liv. That's on Channel 4 tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Um, super exciting to see that. I mean, we love Gogglebox anyway, don't we? And a celeb Gogglebox, even better. Uh, I'm going to be talking more telly later on and uh, what's trending on Netflix just after 11 o'clock. Um, but it's also been revealed, to finish my uh, my celeb gossip off, it's also been revealed that Love Island's Megan Barton Hansen's new date, who she was pictured out and about with over the weekend, is actually married. So this has caused a little bit of a scandal, hasn't it? Uh, but I will keep you posted on that, see what's, uh, what's happened in the next week, hey? Here's something else that is trending. In fact, it's trending so much that 99,000 people have signed up to the waiting list in just 10 days, which is insane. So people are really trying to get their hands on this product. And it is Boots' number seven advanced retinol 1.5% complex night concentrate. Um, So why are people trying to get their hands on this? Well, it claims to do so many things i think it's like 10 things that it's uh, it's like an anti-aging night cream basically uh, but yeah it claims to gently resurface skin visibly reduce the appearance of fine lines wrinkles and pigmentation refine pores even skin tone and texture it maintains bounce resilience and youthful lustre and it leaves the skin looking smooth hydrated and healthy i can see why people want to get their hands on this it's 25 pounds from boots uh it's launched now so um yeah well unless they sell out you'll be able to get your hands on it so go and have a little look there and if anyone's tried this if anyone of you uh that's listening uh was one of those 99,000 people that went on the waiting list and you have received yours already and you've been given it a little try uh let us know what it's like a great new Netflix show. It's called Selling Sunset. It's brilliant. Uh, It's basically about... uh, Well, it's already in its second season. It's got fans absolutely hooked. It's about... 
kind of glamorous female estate agents in California who work for the Oppenheim Group. And um, yeah, there's plenty of stunning, like draw dropping million dollar homes mixed with a lot of drama from the cast members. I think there's about six women that um, that work for this Oppenheim Group that are kind of followed in this series. Very reality show. Love it. It's a bit like Real Housewives meets A Place in the Sun. And we love those shows, don't we? So go and check that out. And uh, stay right there because up next I talk to our own property experts here in London. So we're talking about the property market. Now it's back up and running as announced a week or so ago. Viewings can start to go ahead where possible and people can finally begin to get on with their sales or buying or renting. Uh, But everyone's asking, is this a good time to actually be in the property market and what precautions are being taken? So I thought I'd chat to a couple of local estate agents. So I've got Fran and Ollie on the phone from the uh, local Savills Estate Agency. uh, And they're here to tell us a little bit more so hello Fran and Ollie. Hi Lexi. How are you both doing? Great thank you thanks for having us. Very very well yeah no thank you for having us on it's uh, it's nice to be on. Good yeah no worries it's nice to uh, chat to our local agents here so um, let's kick things off with you Fran and let's talk about sales first so how is the market looking kind of coming out of lockdown do you feel like COVID-19 has had an impact on the market? Yeah, I mean, inevitably, um, you know, everyone has a lot of questions about it um, that we're speaking to. And I'm finding I'm spending more time on the phone now than I think I ever have done um, in my career, um, (laughs) which is very nice. Um, And um, we opened our offices at the beginning of last week, um, which is fantastic. We've been exceptionally busy but with obviously some adjustments to the way that we're working, which has been very interesting. Um, you know, pre-lockdown, the first couple of months of this year, we had some of the best um, months we've ever had on the river in terms of sales agreed. And I think that was really due to buyers who had been waiting for the election results in, in December, um, waiting for some clarity on Brexit, um, and have been putting their move on hold for such a long time until they had that clarity. Um, and so that demand is very much still there it's just that buyers haven't been able to do anything about it for the last couple of months Um, so you know buyers are a bit cautious about the uncertainties that lie ahead but um, a lot of them are still very keen to um, move on with those plans so our viewing numbers actually since we came out of lockdown are back up to where they were this time last year um, which is great yeah that's fantastic of course you know it's so easy to almost forget about Brexit isn't it the last two years have kind of been uh, you know revolved all around Brexit and um, it's always been it's always been forgotten hasn't it I forgot we had that whole drama before this I know it is so funny of of course you're right though Uh, you know a lot of people were waiting for that and uh, it's great that those people that maybe had stuff on hold are now back ready to go again this side of uh, coronavirus so what about physical viewings then Fran how are you actually tackling people that now want to go out and do viewings yeah, I mean, obviously, um, health and safety for the buyers, our clients who own the properties and, and the staff who are, who are showing them is paramount. Um, so um, we are offering virtual viewings in the first instance, and that's something we've um, 
that has become, you know, a really popular way of doing what would have been the first viewing before actually taking the time to come and visit the property. So for the vast majority of our properties now, we have video tours um, and virtual options available. If following that, the buyer is interested, then we'll arrange a viewing in person. Um, but we're really strictly adhering to the government guidelines on that. So um, obviously observing social distancing, we're having no more than two people on each viewing. They must be from the same house. Household. We are asking people not to bring any children under 10 years old um, and obviously having to ask them whether they've had any symptoms recently or been in contact with anyone who has experienced symptoms. We're wearing PPE and we're asking our buyers to do the same, so masks, disposable gloves. Um, and if there are any instances where gloves aren't being worn, we're going back afterwards and just wiping down any surfaces and door handles that might have been touched. It's actually, as Frank said, it's about minimising the risk of any sort of potential trouble. Um, and we're very, very, very careful about So if we do touch anything, wiping it down, which I think is probably the key to it. Um, you mentioned about viewing, um, viewing properties that people are there, I think you said. Um, the answer is yes, after obviously the virtual side of things is done. Um, where people are in a property, we're advising them um, to stay in the garden if there is one or an outside space, um, going for walks, etc. Fab! So you, you're really tackling everything. That's great. And it's really good that, uh, you know, we can tell our listeners how everyone's going about it. Because I think there was a little bit of, um, not necessarily confusion, but... It's just nice to know from the estate agents how you're tackling everything. So that's brilliant. So when you've got your footfall that would normally walk past the office and maybe see a property and pop in, can people still do that? Or, you know, if people have seen something online, are you just are you really advising people to give you a call before approaching you in the office? <laughs> Offices are very much open, but it's by appointment. So we, we ask people to give us as much notice as possible to make sure everyone's safe. We'll make, obviously, as many measures as we can to allow people to do that soon after they, they've made the inquiry or seen something on our window. Um, we, don't, we obviously don't want to push people away. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> that everyone's safe. And particularly for, for the, for the short, short term, uh, it's very, very much by appointment only. Good to know. And so, you know, if someone sat at home now and they've had the last couple of months to think about their property and maybe they thought, oh, you know, I'd like to sell my property now, or maybe they're thinking of renting out a property that they currently live in or something else that they own, can valuation still go ahead? And how is that working? The setup for market appraisers is very, very similar to the viewings. Um, we've, we've been doing uh, virtual um, market appraisals for, for, for a while now, obviously. And to be honest, to some extent, because you're getting that time with the person on a Zoom call or whatever medium you use, FaceTime or otherwise, um, you're actually interacting to a level where you're, you're being shown things that you perhaps otherwise wouldn't see. So there are some benefits to it. Um, and from, from my side, certainly, and from what I understand, generally, they're working incredibly well. Um, and I think it's something that um, we will certainly continue to do. Yeah, absolutely the same with sales. I mean, it's funny, if, if you'd asked me several months ago to do a virtual market appraisal with um, with a client, it would have seemed like such a strange thing. But I think after a few months of being in lockdown where everyone's had Zoom calls and FaceTime calls with their friends and family and, and their colleagues, I think everyone's sort of adjusted to it being almost like the new normal now. And um, lots of our clients are really, really embracing it. Absolutely. And um, I actually work as a relocation agent and property finder. So, you know, I, I use your guys' services all the time and your work with your corporate team. And um, we're finding it really, really good, actually, for our clients to 
you know, actually go and view these properties virtually online. You know, we don't have to take them out and show them 12 different things. They can pick maybe their top two to actually go and view. So for us, it's actually worked really well. And I think it's something that we'll continue to do in the future. But do you guys feel the same about virtual viewings and video viewings? Do you think they're going to become a way of kind of life in the property market? Yeah, I think they're probably here to stay. Um, and I think particularly if you are viewing, you want to view a property that's not local to you, whether you're based um, out in the countryside or overseas, as Ollie highlighted earlier. Um, so it's, it's quite a good time-saving exercise for um, a lot of people who, who often are quite poor on spare time in the first place, I think. Definitely. I, I absolutely agree. Fran, you spoke about the sales market. So thanks for telling us all about that. But Ollie, what about letting? as we come into this kind of crazy busy summer month are properties still kind of disappearing quickly are there still the number of people looking and um you know what about prices are things a little bit more negotiable now at the minute or do you think you know it really is the same market that we've seen year on year in the summer so in terms of pricing there'll be a couple of markets um which will be impacted i think slightly um certainly the overseas markets there's always negotiation, there's always flexibility. I don't see COVID being being um, a direct um, relation of any sort of issue to pricing, but of course, you know, there's, there's going to be some people out there who are who are aware of what's going on and, and trying their luck a little bit more. And there's always a deal to be had, um, as you as you well know, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what that's always what we're looking for. Always looking out for a deal. So um, that's good to know. And I think that you know will really encourage people that are you know a little bit skeptical about going back into the property market or maybe people that are looking to move and looking to rent had had a few doubts that's really good to know so um hopefully we'll you know more people will be coming your way so have you seen any yeah have you seen any trends at the moment then in what people are looking for in both sales and lettings since the outbreak of coronavirus are people looking for different things or is anything more popular um yeah, I mean, I think inevitably being on lockdown has made a lot of people really think about their lifestyle and what they want from their home. Um, and so we've had a lot of inquiries, actually, from people who are considering Riverside as an option even more than perhaps they might have before for all the light and the space and the views that you get in, in some of the Riverside houses and flats that we deal with. Um, obviously, outside space is a big one as well. I think outside space has always been coveted in London, but never more so than it is now. Um, and having been locked up in a one-bedroom flat with my six-month-old cocker spaniel puppy it's something that I'm also <laughs> definitely craving is a nice big garden um, and lots of people are, are obviously thinking the same thing absolutely we've had a lot of clients actually that you know maybe want to be somewhere where they a little bit closer to work where they can cycle to work or walk to work and I guess you guys with the riverside you've got the Thames path which is brilliant what a great way for people to you know where they can cycle along bits of it I know all of it doesn't allow cycling but um it gives them a great opportunity to get to work so which between you then which do you think is going to come back or bounce back quicker the sales or the lettings market (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure we've both got our own thoughts on that. Exactly. Please <laughs> share them yeah, with us. Well, yeah, I mean, if you ask it individually, I'm sure you know the answer. Um, I, 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 think it, I think it's a difficult question to honestly answer because no one really knows. I think yeah. what the, 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 sort of, uh, the sort of initial answer from a sort of pragmatic perspective is letting it for a quicker turnaround and people aren't perhaps 
so bothered um, that it's going to be a forever home, whereas sale um, is often, you know, an incredibly personal experience, and they're, they're choosing a property normally anyway for the long term. Fran might even agree with me um, that uh, lettings initially, but I don't think there's any uh, any differential really. Inquiries from the 23rd of March when we had the actual lockdown, the full-time lockdown, um, to the 18th of May, which was what, a couple of weeks ago, they've almost tripled um, in the same time frame. Well, that's good. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and letting us all know that the property market really is back open and, you know, there's everything in place to help people, whether they're looking to buy, uh, whether they're looking to sell or rent. So thank you both so much for joining me on the show today and uh, telling us all about the property market. And yeah, long, long may it continue. I hope it just keeps going and going. So thank you both. Thanks so much, Lexi. Time for my Fashion Thursday. I do like to keep you up to date with what is going on in the fashion world and what is trending. And of course, thanks to this lovely weather that we've been having, long may it continue, I thought I would do my Fashion Thursday this week on quarantine bikinis. So I've picked three trends that are happening in swimwear right now. Um, Yeah, and thought I would share those with you. So trend number one is neon. The brighter, the better, basically. So there's a gorgeous, vibrant lime green two-piece bikini set from EBC Swim. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me wearing it my mum and dad kindly gave me this for my birthday which was in lockdown lockdown birthday bikini um so they are high-waisted bikini bottoms for 29 pounds and then a lovely cropped bandeau top that's got little sleeves attached to it so you can kind of take them off and just wear it as a bandeau top get a nice tan or you can put the sleeves on and you know you could easily wear this with a pair of white trousers or something out to lunch the top is 32 pounds the high-waisted bottoms are 29 pounds then from dancing leopard I spoke to Rosie from Dancing Leopard on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, from their collection, they've got a gorgeous purple one piece. Um, it's uh, it's over one shoulder as well, so pretty stylish. £59 from Dancing Leopard. Then from Gymshark, really popular brand if you're on the gram, there's a bright orange top, £20, with matching bottoms for £15. Uh, that's from Gymshark. They've got the Gymshark logo on the waistband as well. So they're, they're quite sporty. You could kind of mix and match this with work outwear as well the second trend in swimwear is animal print it's everywhere so from abercrombie and fitch classic brand got to love a bit of anf um there's a leopard print underwired bikini top for 39 pounds uh, with matching high-waisted bottoms. They've got a little cute tie waist as well, just to add something different going on. The bottoms are £22. There's a zebra print bandeau bikini by South Beach, which is sold at Silk Fred. Um, that's got uh, the matching bottoms and that bandeau top. It comes as a set for £30. And then from Pretty Little Thing, there's a tiger print bikini. Brilliant. Tiger print still rolling around out there. <laughs> Thanks to Tiger King on Netflix. This has really brought this into fashion. Uh, this is got adjustable ties as well so you can kind of fit it to um to where you'd like it to sit the top's eight pounds the bottom's are ten pounds really reasonable for bikini um they do that in different colors as well different um yeah lots of different colors if you didn't want the tiger print and then third and final bikini trend is florals so there's a blue frill floral bikini um it's the top's got a scoop neck and it's it's gorgeous actually you could wear this top with again white jeans or just a normal pair of denim jeans um just to kind of yeah 
add a little bit of something quite funky and then you've got your bikini on underneath it does a bit of everything day to beach <laughs> um, and the top is 18 pounds the bottoms are 12 pounds that's from accessorize then there's a copacabana bikini which is 75 pounds for the top and the bottom from kites that's two s's k-i-t-e-s-s um, again on my instagram i love this brand i wore one of their bikinis which is really cute um for my birthday last year so he was like it's a tradition every year i get bikini for my birthday <laughs> uh, they love their frills this has got frilled edges um it's pink and white floral pattern really really cute really pretty um so that is 75 pound from kites clothing and then finally from next a gorgeous strapless white tropical floral swimsuit so an all-in-one um and again this kind of could work as a top again you could put some shorts on the bottom and just wear this as um as a little top it would look really cute like a little body uh that's 30 pounds from next so there you go my quarantine bikinis uh in neon animal print and florals so if you're a big Instagrammer like me, you might have seen everybody at home making something called a quarantini. That's right, making cocktails at home. Uh, now, a friend of mine had her 30th birthday, um, actually in Wimbledon, so local birthday, a couple of weeks ago. And I saw on her Instagram that her boyfriend had made her a cocktail bar and all these homemade cocktails. It was brilliant. So I thought I would bring you how to make a cocktail at home. Uh, all you need is a measurer, like or a little shot glass, I guess that would be a measurer <laughs> i've got plenty of those at home a strainer and a cocktail shaker of course you can you can use a sieve as a strainer uh, if you don't have a strainer and for a cocktail shaker um well you could have anything really anything that you can close and give a really good shake um you can yeah so here we go this is the quarantini it's a an immune boosting quarantini this is the one that's caught on uh so you will also need some form of alcohol uh vodka or gin is probably best uh that's for killing germs that's why it's a bit of an immune booster uh, or helps kill germs shall we say don't go and douse yourself in alcohol <laughs> um honey and lemon they help boost immunity a dash of orange juice for vitamin C and then just for fun, some sugar round the rim of your glass. You need a lovely little cocktail glass. You could do it with a um, just a tumbler, I guess, as well. So what you need to do is melt about a spoonful, a couple of spoonfuls of honey and water in a microwave until it forms a syrup. Add a shot of vodka and a shot of lemon. Uh, get some ice add it to the shaker, add a little bit of orange juice, however strong or weak you'd like to make your cocktail, give it all a good shake, done. There's your quarantini. It's literally as simple as that. Now, if you don't fancy making one at home on your own, don't worry, because I've got some alternatives here that you can buy and have delivered to your door. So Pink Passion Star Martini from M&S. It's £2 a can. Uh, M&S are doing delivery, aren't they, in London? Brilliant. Love this. Um, there's a peach and orange blossom flavoured gin from Aldi, 15 99 Simply add tonic or Prosecco. Nice and easy. A bit of a summery vibe. Peach and orange blossom. Sounds good. Then from Mac and Wild um, Islay, Island Manhattan Master of Malt. Gosh, that's long to say, isn't it? Let me say that again. <laughs> Mac and Wild Island Manhattan Master of Malt. £31.95. It's a whiskey-based cocktail drink. And then one of my good old favourites, espresso martini. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, this is an already made espresso martini. You don't have to lift a finger. It's from bottlebarandshop.com. £17. Uh, they've actually got a lot going on on bottlebarandshop.com. Loads of different uh, quarantinis, I guess. 
but yeah enjoy the weekend that's all from me Lexi Carducci thanks again for joining me see you next week same time same place ciao